if you like what you hear on this episode of Let's Talk Mate, so that minds and men's mental health chat, keep up to date by liking us on Facebook, subscribing to us on YouTube, and following us on Spotify. Now, please enjoy this month's episode. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us. So, this is another episode of Let's Talk Mate, uh, so that minds men's mental health po- uh, podcast and chat. So this month we're focusing on anger, uh, or particularly kind of anger management, healthy ways to acknowledge and, and manage anger. So as usual, I've got a different kind of a panel of different people with me today. So we'll start off with some introductions. My name's Rob, I'll be kind of hosting today. I manage the community peer recovery team in Portsmouth for Solent Mind. So I'm just going to go on the top of my screen round. So, uh, Loison, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, afternoon, everyone. My name's Loison. I work in Southampton as part of the peer support team for Solent Mind. Um, yeah, my name's Lou. I work alongside Loison uh, in peer support as a community peer navigator. Steve Fletcher. I um, help facilitate an Andy's Man Club um, in Gosport, which is a peer-to-peer support group. And I run Solent Sports Football Club, which is a men's um, mental health football group. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. So the first kind of top, first kind of talking point I wanted to come to today, in terms of when we think about anger, how, how can we look at anger as a healthy and kind of normal emotion? And in, in terms of not just kind of how can we come to accept it or do do we think people struggle with accepting it as a as a normal and healthy emotion part of our everyday lives um i'm gonna yeah throw it open to whoever wants to kind of jump in on that one first i mean for myself my own experiences and stuff i i don't think people accept anger as a normal emotion and i think that people also don't understand the difference between anger and aggression. And I think we have to accept that anger, like happiness or sadness, is a normal human emotion and you can't get rid of it. But what you can change with regards to anger is the aggression or the behavior associated with anger. And if you manage your anger properly, you won't be seen as aggressive. And I think we have, once we can establish that difference, we can then embrace anger as a normal emotion. Yeah, I would, I would say, um, to add to that, um, I think that the, the the normal emotion of anger is kind of telling you something. It's sort of like a motivation to stand up for yourself. And there's many, many times in life in situations when it's fair and just to just to, to do that, as long as you control yourself and and you don't, it doesn't fall into you know aggression uh otherwise you know you, if you sit with it um you need to be careful not to let you sort of imagine and run wild and just look at the facts of the situation and step back a little bit from it um before you decide to do to to to, to react um but it's very very important like Lawson said that your reactions and your behaviors is the is where it boils down to the, the management issue I think you raised a really good point there, uh, Lou, about it's okay, it is okay to get angry. Um, I, I'm maybe going to come back to this a bit later, but I, I don't know about anyone else, but 
I've had, you know, I've lived with my own kind of issues with depression and anxiety. And um, I remember there were times when the mental health teams were told me, like, well, you know, this, it's not, you've been treated kind of poorly here. It's okay to get angry. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it is okay to get to get angry and, kind of, and let that out and acknowledge that. Uh, as Steve, I just wonder in, t- in terms of the work you're going kind to, of, the work you do, do you do you kind of ever have those have those kind of conversations with your guys about you know just yeah actually you know accepting anger as that normal and healthy part of life and I think I think the main thing is you know it's it's fine to get angry about things that you care about and um as some as somebody I think Lou touched on as things that affect you um but it's choosing what you get angry about um if it's something you've got no impact on whatsoever then is there any point wasting that emotion is there any point wasting that that feeling on something that you you can't change yeah um and i think that's a, the sort of thing i'd always tell people I, I work with that you know you can you could you could go around being angry at everything but it's it's just going to affect your mental health in the long run where actually if you pick and choose what you're angry about then um actually you, you get on much better yeah I think, yeah, and again, it's really kind of a fair point as well in terms of maybe looking at things that we all get angry about things. And and it comes down to, similar to kind of anxiety management as well, I guess, in terms of looking at what can we affect, if, you know, what we're getting angry about, what, you know, you know, what we're getting anxious about, what we're getting angry about, can we affect it? If we've done all we can, then, you know, and... And yeah, and as you say, Lou, it's I think it's very important to to become angry on, on occasions. You know, it's important to kind of let that out and acknowledge things. And you know, if we've been poorly treated, you know, sometimes that anger can you know motivate us to actually kind of seek help, seek support. You know, rectify kind of situations. I mean, so leading on from that question, I guess. Ha- so I know this is something that I have struggled with personally. And I'd like to feel, you know, it's something I've worked on over the years. Do you, so in your, in your, in your kind of work, do you guys ever, ever kind of come across people you think maybe, you know, you would almost, you find they would, they don't get angry about things or, but they kind of internalise it or they feel guilty about getting angry or they just, they struggle and they, yeah, they do struggle to accept it as, you know, that normal kind of healthy emotion or they view it as a negative yeah. emotion. yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can think of um, one person in my mind, and and know others as well. Um, and I think that um, I looked into this recently, actually, because I'm a, a navigator, so I try and connect people with services. And unfortunately, there is a lack of um, uh, anger management, um, sort of free or affordable in Southampton. There's some stuff that we do in Portsmouth, but. Um, yeah, I've looked into it before, and there's a lack of that. But um, yeah, I've noticed in some clients, uh, one in particular, where I can see it's kind of eating him up a little bit, and uh, we talk quite often. Um, uh, and I think that if you sort of, you, it's a skill to let things go. Like uh, um, said about um, picking and choosing. About if it's nothing you can do about it, you have to let it go, and that's there's quite an art in that. Um, so yeah, I can I can I can spot it in some of our clients clients that um have got got some issues with with, with anger management. 
it's probably a fair bet. I mean, I don't want to speak for other people, but maybe it's kind of a safe bet to say, you know, we've probably all kind of had occasions in our life where we've got angry and maybe we've been a bit short with people maybe and we've kind of regretted it. I think pretty much everyone, you know, everyone kind of alive today will, will have had moments like that. And yeah, and I think it's, you know, and obviously, yeah, we no one, you know, your average person, you don't want to upset anyone's feelings. And, you know, maybe there is that kind of thing about, oh, I don't want to get angry. I don't want to kind of, you know, let out and accidentally up, upset people. But then, you know, again and again, we've got a question about this coming up later, but, you know, that kind of negative impact of holding it in, you know, what happens if you're just going to hold different thing or you don't find effective ways of, you know, of, of letting it out? You know, it's probably going to be more detrimental. Mm. You know, in 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 the long in the long run. Yeah, like, morph into something else. Like, if, you, if you let it, if you don't let it out, and I'm lucky to have you know Loison as well to be able to I can talk to Loison about anything if I need to, and uh, he can talk to me. Um, but if you don't let things out, and then it, it can kind of. I think I find my imagination turns it into something more than what it is, and it kind of you know, becomes something that's not even real. Um, but it but it still boils up. It still get a thousand sort of a physical effect as well as well as a mental effect on on your body. I think the one of the, the things with, with anger though as well is you know it's we all know people who've gone off, you know, we all have the old saying don't go off half cocked and all that sort of stuff. Because we know people get angry and it diminishes your thinking. You don't think rationally when you be, when you're angry, and the angrier you get, the less your rationality is. You start thinking, you know, like like Lou said, you start imagining things, you start obsessing over other things, and you get this vicious cycle, and you, you build up and build up and build up, and then when you finally explode, that that's when it leads to aggression and all sorts of other things. So you you shouldn't let anger fester. You should be able to express it and deal with it in a healthy way. So, sorry, can I jump in on that? Go I think for it, Steve. Go for it. Yeah. The um, really good point there is letting that anger um, fester. And so, for instance, if um, I used to have a problem with road rage, um, if somebody cut me up or jumped into a parking space, or um, I'd be on the horn, I'd be shouting. When I look back, when I you know, I take a step back and I look at that, that's not me. That's not the person I want to be. And I can't think of a situation where it actually where I got what I wanted. It's like a toddler effect of I'm going to throw my toys around to try and get you know get what I want. Well, it, it doesn't work. Um, but it's trying to teach that as a skill. And and it, <coughs> pardon me. And in that moment, just taking that step back and that deep breath, and thinking, right, how do I look? What does this look like? Am I going to get what I want out of this? Um, and and losing your temper, going from that point of aggression. Sorry, um, anger into aggression. Um, is the point of, of taking that pause. Um, but that's a really difficult skill to learn, and you can't learn it when you're in that that angry headspace. So I'm, I'm just thinking, in terms of in, in previous kind of episodes of, you know, of Let's Talk, mate, we've kind of touched on how kind of, with some of our topics, we've touched on how, how social media kind of affects the way we think, how we, we kind of look at things. I'm thinking in kind of today's 
you know, in today's kind of, you know, climate where, you know, everyone's got, pretty much everyone's got a, at least one social media account, possibly, you know, you know, if they're younger than me, usually, you know, they have about two or three. Um, and, you know, we've got so much kind of information out there at the fingertips and, you know, such a, do you think, you know, and everything's kind of almost cross-examined in a way. Do you think it's, I'm just wondering if that kind of guilt that people can sometimes feel, and again, so as men's mental health chat, I guess we're kind of focusing on that guilt kind of that men can feel, you know, about kind of anger and about that emotion. Do you, do you feel that's maybe kind of worse, you know, maybe worse these days? Like, like saying, I think because we live in a modern age of information and technology and people's thoughts are broadcast within minutes or seconds of them having a thought, yeah. we become worse at handling our anger. And I think social media is a terrible thing. It, it's a terrible, horrible influence because you can post something random and irrelevant now and people will be arguing over that in three weeks time and it'll spread and keep going and people will be arguing and friends will argue over so you know all sorts of things and you know we have to learn that you know I say to some of my friends I'm like you know you're banned from Facebook because they got an argument over some trivial thing and I'm like why are you getting angry over somebody else's opinion they don't pay your rent they don't pay your bills you don't even know this person but you're getting into a heated argument with them on Facebook. As you know, people will, they won't, they will say things on Facebook that they will never ever say face to face with you. So it's freed them to be trolls or say whatever, you know, we, we all use the term keyboard warriors now where people feel that they can say whatever they want because there's no consequence for them. And we can get so worked up and wound up over, and I've been guilty of that myself loads of times. We end up, you know, there's nothing wrong with a good debate and you can be debating with random stuff and then people will become violent, abusive or whatever, because they can, because there's no real consequences for them. But then we'll get so worked up. We get angry that this person has done something against us. And we get, you know, we get so vexed. We're so full of rage and we say horrible stuff on Facebook, but we can't actually do anything. So when we slam our phones down and we go off Facebook, we're still angry. We haven't got any closure from it. And what do we do with that anger? Because it's, you know, it's come from something random. We take it out on friends, family, ourselves, or whatever. And I think we all, as, as the human race, as a collective, has to learn how to take a step back from social media and ignore stuff. You know, whether it's race, whatever it is, racism, war crime, whatever it is, you shouting and moaning at your friends and family on Facebook over. And I think this whole thing with COVID, the vaccinations, people arguing over all of that sort of stuff is all the same thing. Just take a step back from it, turn your phone off. And, you know, with everything in life, social media has this massive impact on us. And we have to learn how to shut it down and put it away for a couple of weeks and just take some time away from it to clear our own head spaces. Because you get some people that are permanently vexed and stressed over stuff that they've seen on Facebook that's happened thousands of miles away or they can't do anything about, but they're attached to their phone so much, they're constantly angry and it, it just goes round in a circle. Um, just as a general tip for anyone watching as well, I think, yeah, Lois, you made an excellent point there. You know, it's very easy to get, especially in this digital world where everyone's got a soapbox, you know, to get angry. I There's probably been times there's been times when I've had to kind of say to myself, well, I'm giving myself a social media time now 
especially over the last year, <laughs> because I'm, I'm tired of being angry about it and it's not healthy for me to kind of continue kind of subjecting myself to this when I can make that choice to step back and, you know, and not consume so much of it. But yeah, it's really kind of ex excellent point there. Thank you. Um, I mean, I guess just because I think maybe kind of staying on that theme for a moment, uh, because you know, obviously, yeah, social media is kind of, it is a, such a massive thing uh, in our, our modern life. There's no escaping it, is there, uh, for most people. Uh, can I, Lou, Steve, did you, uh, did, uh, if you guys have any kind of just uh, thoughts on that in terms of, you know, is it kind of a helpful thing? Is it going to maybe kind of precipitating, you know, making the you know problems worse? Or it, it's a, it's, Social media is um, an interesting topic because at the end of the day, this is going to go on social media. You know, we, we can use social media for a lot of good things, but I, I, I understand fully about the um, how it stirs that emotion. Like I was saying about the, the road rage, using that as an example. Um, to get road rage, I've got to get in my car. I've got to go somewhere. Something's got to go wrong. To get upset over something on social media, all I've got to do is pick my phone up, put my password, and I'm on, I'm on those social media accounts. Um, recently, the, yeah. a lot of the football clubs did a blackout for 48 hours. They were the most peaceful 48 hours of my life. Just 48 hours of, of bliss. Because I put my phone down for 48 hours. I joined in with a movement <clears throat> and re-engaged with things that I enjoy doing. Um, and I live a lot of... Uh, a lot of what I do is through social media. It's through Facebook, through Instagram, Um it can reach a lot of people. We can support a lot of people, but at the same time, it can have a massive impact on their mental health and my mental health because you get bombarded. There's constant updates. There's constant um, news feed, and it's it's just been thrown in all the time. and And it is really hard to once it's it's like an addiction. <clears throat> you've yeah. you've always got to have this information coming in, and it's really hard to um, to break that cycle. And it flickers, doesn't it? You scroll and it flickers in seconds. So you go from one emotion to another, to another, to another, or an instant to another instant. And so you're not really giving your, your brain time to commute, uh, <coughs> compute what you're actually uh, looking at and um, absorbing. I, I find that I, after a little while, I think this is not doing me any good. And I just, I put the phone down. Mm. I find it as well around a lot of the men's mental health stuff. Um, sometimes you can get an overload of it. You know, this is what we're all here because we like helping and, and supporting um, guys to deal with their emotions and, and their, men, their mental health. But um, it, it's constant. It, it's there all the time. Um, I, I left a few groups recently because I was finding it was just a constant bombardment of, of information and emotion. And I, I just had to disconnect from from them, click this news button, put them on mute for 30 days and and see if that improves. So um, it's, it's difficult, though. it's difficult to, to disconnect once you're, you're involved with that because then you feel sort of invested in it a little bit. I hope things are going to get better um, now we're moving back to face-to-face -face more often. I've already sort of been involved in quite a few face-to-face -face meetings and groups and stuff and it's... I've, I really appreciated Zoom at the start of lockdown. I thought this is amazing. It's a whole new way of connecting with people. Um, and we will still keep it, but 
I think the more we go back to face to face and connect with our fellow humans and actually realize, you know, that, that actual physical connection uh, in, in person, then uh, maybe I think the world will get, be- will get better again. It's been a long time now, hasn't it? 18 months or so. So I hope that make a difference. I feel like uh, mental health and social media could be an episode of this in its own, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I think, you know, we've already kind of touched on this already with the previous questions, but I think maybe if we could kind of focus in a bit more now on in terms of if, so yeah, if we don't, you know, if we don't acknowledge anger as as that regular, normal, healthy, everyday emotion, if we don't deal with our anger effectively, uh, what do we think could be some of the, you know, the negative impacts of of yeah of poor anger management uh maybe you know and i don't obviously it can affect you know obviously adversity you know can affect other people around us but also i think just in terms of ourselves in our own kind of our own daily kind of physical and you know mental well-being what you know what do we think could be some of those you know the impacts if yeah if we don't acknowledge our anger we don't let ourselves get angry or we don't you know find healthy outlets for it I think it, 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 it just causes a deterioration in our mental health. I mean, when my, my last couple of years in the military and my first five or six years out of the army, I was what we would term as a social hand grenade because I was always on edge. And I've always taught myself as a nice, affable, relaxing person and stuff. So I wouldn't acknowledge the fact that every time I went out, I was always in an argument or a punch up or whatever. Trouble seemed to find me all the time. It was always somebody else's fault. And I had to really sit down and take a long look at myself and think, what on earth is going on? And I, I realized that I've, I've got issues that I need to resolve. You know, I was, my coping mechanisms were, were going out and drinking and getting drunk and all that sort of stuff. You know, I was binge drinking at the weekends and then sleeping all day and stuff like that. So I just didn't have to cope or be around other people. You know, work used to wind me up all the time. I hated my job, but I still had to pay my bills, so I'd have to go in. And I would get stressed and anxious, you know, because I need to get to work. If the bus was running late, that sets my whole day off. And I was in a negative headspace all day until I got home and I was away from everybody. And it stopped me socializing or wanting to hang out with people because I was just dealing with all of these different emotions. And obviously, being isolated, that led to depression and all sorts of other things. So, you know, if you mismanage or if you're not, if you don't look after your anger in a healthy way, it has a very big negative impact on you. Yeah. I guess it is that slippery slope, isn't it? It can just start with little things and just kind of snowball. I mean, I can think just as one example from, from myself as well. I, yeah, I've, you know, I'm, working in services now, but I've, you know, I've done my time, you know, going through services as, you know, as a patient under local NHS mental health teams. And yeah, it's only kind of, for me, one kind of impact that kind of stands out is in terms of maybe kind of self-harm or kind of impact on self-harming. So I've never, I've never been someone who would, you know, who cut myself or burnt myself, but for me, my self-harming was, punch walls <laughs> and it would be um it would be because you know it was that classic thing of like, I'm angry at the situation I'm fussed at the situation and I don't want to lash out at anyone you know and it was like well I don't want to get angry at anyone I don't want to want to let myself get angry at, at anyone else but I need to do something. so I would 
but I wouldn't do anything with it. And that would end up with me just kind of punching, well, it was a miracle I've never broken my hands. Uh, but, you know, it's, I guess for me, that's a very kind of tangible example of, yeah, you know. When I was much younger, I think I had an anger issue as well. And I would I'd punch walls and doors and things like that. And, and I think that, you know, I had a lot of sort of battles in my mind with, various people that would just it would keep me awake at night and I'd and I wouldn't sleep properly. Uh, thankfully I'm I've really put that to bed now and I'm and I'm sleeping really well. But uh I think that you'd be surprised. I don't I'm not a doctor obviously but I think it'll have a it, if you if you let it eat you up inside and it goes on and on and on it can have an effect on your physical health as well. You know stress and anxiety and anger I'm sure can cause all sorts of problems. Uh with your physical health as well. Steve, if I could just kind of come back to you quickly. Uh, so I know you mentioned about, um, obviously, thank you for being so open with us as well. You know, you mentioned about kind of, are you just going to struggle with, uh, with the road rage? Uh, in terms of, again, the guys you kind of, you kind of work with on the daily basis as well. Do you kind of, do you kind of, do you see a lot of that in terms of how it can affect their uh, kind of physical and you know, mental health when they're not dealing you know, dealing with anger effectively or in, in, in those healthy ways? Um, it's it's a little bit difficult to um, put it all into words. I can relate to what Lyson's saying um, around, uh, around the anger. Now, I, put, I managed to get my, it sounds about probably 15 years ago, I managed to get my anger under control. Um, up until that point, um, I was constantly getting into scrapes. I played a lot of football when I was younger and I used to get um, sent off a lot. I used to get into a lot of fights on the pitch. Um, never my fault. It was always someone else. Um, and the in the end, for me, the, the last bit I brought my hand, like you were saying, but you've never broken anything. I brought my hand up on something, brought my hand and I thought that were it. So I'm, I'm just hurting myself here. I'm damaging relationships. I'm damaging... Um, <clears throat> My, you know, myself physically um, and that was the last time I can remember losing my temper um, and since then yeah I still get angry I still get upset about things but I, I deal with it differently um, yeah. with the guys I, I, I work with through, through Andy's man club it's a little bit different because the, the guys are coming in a lot of the time they're, they're opening up about their their feelings and it's, um, it's, it's listening to them it's listening to what's being said um, and it's not there to to give them advice or give them to to treat what's going on. It's just being a pair of ears and being understanding. With the football stuff, um, it's really nice because a lot of the time, the, you know, when the guys turn up, you can see, you know, if they're having a bad day, some of them will tell you. But when they come off the pitch at the end of it, they've had a they've had that time oh, just to yeah. unwind and just to to let that that emotion. They've kicked a football around for an hour. It's it's the same thing as as punching something and lashing out, but you've done it in a, a controlled way. Um, but I think we're going to go on to that later on. So, um. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to make sure we end on a nice kind of positive uh, note. It's, yeah, I think there are, I mean, I don't know, again, we touched on so many of the negative impacts uh, earlier on in terms of, you know, it, it is, yeah, it's self-damaging if we don't, you know, you know, whether that's kind of physical, you know, in that kind of physical way, if we're feeling run down or we've injured ourselves because you know we've lashed out at some someone or something you know and 
you know, or relation in, you know, in that relationship or when it comes to relationships with others. And I mean, obviously, I'm aware there's probably kind of quite a, a different issue that we've maybe kind of been quite gen gentle around so far in terms of, you know, that kind of when it comes to anger and, and you know, potentially kind of lashing out, you know, at other people, you know, whether that's, you know, friends, family, whatever. And, but again, you know, it's, I think, you know, we've got, it's in terms of, you know, if we can get in and get people to kind of acknowledge and talk about their anger, let it out, find healthy outlets early on, you know, and that's hopefully, you know, that would negate so many issues. And, and again, you know, I probably, you know, just going back to the, the, the recent football example on the social media one, just, just because it seems like very kind of relevant, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of, you know, example recently, I just wonder about how many people who were kind of, you know, who are going online and venting that abuse or kind of, you know, if they just, how many people, if they'd fire, if they'd found one more effective ways to kind of let out that steam, let out that emotion, they're also very angry about something, you know, if they'd found ways to kind of, you know, let that out healthfully before, you know, maybe it wouldn't have led to, you know, such a ugly situation, you know, coming out of the Euros. And there is that kind of, you know, obviously it's very awkward, but there's a kind of sticky uh, you know, subjects as well about, you know, domestic abuse rising around kind of football tournaments. And you just, again, you wonder, you know, do we need to be, you know, just kind of doing more to kind of encourage people to find those healthy, outlet, healthy, healthy outlets. Uh, so I just want to obviously kind of caveat that with saying that, you know, I'm not obviously, you know, implying that everyone who struggles with anger will go to, you know, hit yeah. uh, You know, obviously I just want to, you know, put that out there. But, you know, it's, I think it's obviously quite difficult to, you know, ignore the links sometimes, isn't it? So, I, you know, I'm guessing, so obviously I do want to finish things out, you know, on that positive. And, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the negative impacts and what can happen. So I think, yeah, you know, I want people to kind of come out, come away from this today, kind of feeling, you know, you know, feeling with a positive vibe or, you know, feeling that they've got something useful out of it. So, Maybe, yeah, if we could now go on to discuss, you know, what do we think are those, uh, kind of, what do we think are the healthy ways to manage anger, to help, not just kind of manage it, but also to, the healthy ways to let it out, you know, in that controlled manner to kind of, you know, almost like that kind of pressure release valve, almost. I mean, Steve, you mentioned about uh, kind of the football pitch and how, you know, just how useful it is. You know, you can see people coming in, they've had a, maybe before they get on the pitch, they've had a, shocker of the day they've they're anxious they're sad they're round up about things but just taking that time to get expend the energy and you know and kick a ball about for 90 minutes it you know how much of a release that is and then how you can see the difference in people afterwards yeah it's um i think i can only speak from my own experience um the the things i do to um to, to help unwind, to, to release it, those emotions are normally physical things. So it's going for a bike ride, going for a walk. Um, I've got a dog, I take my dog for a walk and we, we talk it through. And the best thing about that is he can't answer back and he don't have an opinion. So <laughs> I say it's right and he, he, he agrees with it. Um, the, the football's a different way of doing it because rather than talking about what's going on or it just gives you something else to focus on for that time. And, and that can be any activity. You know, it can be sitting and playing on on a, a console it can be sitting and watching tv for an hour just 
distracts you from whatever's gone on and breaks that cycle for that that period of time um and so that's what sort of i do um and it it helps it puts me in a, a zone and because i do it regularly it resets it every time um i, I mean like uh license no i just in terms of you, you guys as well so any kind of uh, when it comes to kind of healthy ways to kind of to manage your anger and, and letting, letting it out and any top tips from you guys and i think you know um physical activity is always good you know anger is great fuel um if you're going to the gym or cycling or running anger can fuel you and you you can really go for it so that that's always good but i think it's always good to have a sit down and actually find out what's making you angry um having a look at that there you know is it driving if it's road rage you know is it particular times or particular roads that you use try and find a different route that sometimes help you know it's it's finding what makes you angry i i used to play fifa and call of duty on my xbox i haven't played them for years or i'll play fifa on my own on the easiest settings by myself and i'll enjoy it call of duty the same thing I couldn't play those online against other people because I used to get so angry. I would break control pads in my hand. I'd throw them at the walls. You know, it was ridiculous. I stopped playing them and I, I'm, I was a lot happier. So it's looking at, you know, stuff you can realistically stop doing that makes you angry. You know, you have to make those changes yourself and you have to be, you know, have a good look at yourself and have a serious, honest conversation about stuff that's making you angry and what you can and, you know, what you can stop, what you can't. Um, when I lived in Milton Keynes, lots of wide open spaces. Sunday afternoon, I used to love practicing my own well-being. Like anything in mental health, you've got to take time out to do some well-being for yourself and looking after yourself. I'd go and sit in an empty park and scream at the sun. You know, I was like a wolf howling at the moon. I'd get whatever I was angry with, I'd go there, have a quick look around, nobody around. I'd scream, effing blind, whatever. Do that for 10 minutes and I'd feel so much more relaxed. Um, so it's finding, you know, what works in a healthy way for yourself that hasn't got a negative impact on other people. With me uh, nowadays or in this current sort of period of time, I've, uh, it's been down to resentment. So something that just keeps coming back, something that with in, in relationships, um, and I've, I've taken a really good hard look at my entire life and all the things that have bugged me. And like Loison said, I've taken a really good look at myself. So, you know, um, looking at where my part in that relationship was and just looking at what I can do to rectify the situation. Um, and by doing that, I've actually been able to relinquish some resentment that keeps coming up in my head and going over and repeating itself. Where I've looked at, you know, where my part in it was and what I can do to make things better and just solely looked at that and, and let go of my resentment. That's really, really helped physical exercise as well. The other thing that they gave the, the other two guys have touched on is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I really, really uh, love a bit of physical exercise. I get out of my bike. That helps. On that note, I would say if going to the gym is a coping mechanism, is a coping technique for some guys, I would say be, uh, be a bit careful. 
about kind of how much rage you do when you're angry because when you're angry and you've got all that adrenaline you always end up pushing yourself and sometimes I've regretted it in the mornings when I've woken up afterwards um, and I can't move my arms properly. One, one other thing, uh, Steve, and it's something we're doing now, um, having that, mm. if you've got a group of people you can talk to, if you've got friends, family that you can open up to without that fear of being Judge, that is a key point. Because everything we've we've talked about is how um, you sort of regulate it and you you manage it yourself. But actually, getting it off your chest, get you know, speaking to other people is is sort of key. And um, I know myself, I go to to Andy's man club. I don't go as much as I should do, um, but that's because of everything else in life takes over. But yeah, when when things start going downhill. I normally go along and just speak to the guys there and then and listen to what's being said and and just getting it off off your chest. It's gone. It's in the open. It's 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 there, um, and that's been quite um, quite key. I, I noticed you know, when when I was going regularly, my my mental health, my well being was in a much better situation. So, um, but yeah, so there's this. It's about taking both sides of it. Definitely, and I think. So I think, uh, I think Steve hit, hit the nail on the head there. I think, you know, with everything for men with regards to mental health, a lot of our the struggles that we have comes from the fact that we don't talk to people. We haven't got people to speak to about it or we think we don't have. And also it's trying to find the language to use. And I think we, we have to normalize men talking about their mental health and making people understand that actually there's a time and a place to do that. And you can actually sit down and talk about it. We don't always have to be the strong silent types or resilient and not say or do anything because we're human. And if we're not expressing our all of our emotions, we're missing a part of life. And we need to say that it's okay to do those things. And sometimes as well, because we talk about this quite a lot in our online peer groups, uh, it can be about if you've not got anyone with you immediately to talk to, maybe just kind of if you can't get it out there verbally, get it down on a bit of paper, write it out, do anything you can to get it out of your head. And, you know, whether it's verbally or whether it's on a bit of paper in front of you, um, the, you know, if we get it out of our head, we let it stop kind of circling around and building. I thought that would probably be my, yeah, that would be, be, be my biggest tip. I just wanted to thank, thank everyone so much uh, for taking part. And also... Uh, thank you for kind of sharing so openly, openly and honestly today. Again, you know the the goal of the goal of this podcast is to encourage men to talk openly about these issues, uh, different issues that affect our mental well-being. So, thank you so much for kind of sharing, you know, from your personal stories today to everyone. And yeah, thank you. I've really, again, I've really enjoyed it. I love, I love doing this. Um, yeah, and. Keep an eye. So for everyone kind of listening, keep an eye on our Spotify. So we are now kind of releasing the aiming to release these monthly on Spotify. And we'll look for look forward to being back, being back to next month. Uh, so next month's episode, we're gonna be uh, focusing on students, uh, students' mental health and some of the challenges that students may face around their well-being. Uh, so yeah, I'll just on that note, I think I would uh, say say goodbye and yeah please tune in uh, next month everyone a uh, big thank you to Loison, Steve and and Lou for this afternoon thank you so much guys bye
For all the latest on Let's Talk Mate and other Solent Mind stories, follow us on social media, that is at Solent Mind on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. See you next month for the latest episode.